Hey guys, it's Lisa. Uh, I'm here to tell you that we now have Ben Chunch shirts available. If you'd like to buy a shirt or sweater or baseball tee, you can go to lisahannawalt.threadless.com and order one today. Thanks. Hey guys, it's Emily from Baby Geniuses. I'm going on tour and I want you to come see me perform. I'll be in Montreal uh, July 25th and 26th as part of Just for Laughs. I'll be in Dublin, Ireland July 28th through 30th at the Vodafone Comedy Festival. I'll be in Amsterdam on August 9th, I think, at Boom Chicago. Not confirmed yet, but I think it will be. Um, I'll be in Toronto uh, August 10th through 12th at Comedy Bar. I'll be in Fort Worth, Texas at the Amphibian Stage August 22nd through 26th. I'll be in Burlington, Vermont, September 28th through 30th uh, at the Vermont Comedy Club. I'll be in Bloomington, Indiana, October 5th through 7th at the Comedy Attic. I'll be in Arlington, Virginia, November 9th through 11th at Arlington Draft House. And I'll be in San Francisco, California, December 21st through 23rd. I'm All my dates are on my uh, Tumblr, emilyheller.tumblr.com. And I'm going to add more as they come in. But you should go see me. Thanks, guys. A billion years ago, there was nothing but space. Then one of God's wet farts blew all the planets in place. There were no signs of life on Mars or Venus, but planet Earth was blessed with two baby geniuses. Baby geniuses, we know everything. Baby geniuses, we know everything. Baby geniuses, we know everything. Baby geniuses, tell us something we don't know. Hello, Hello, babies. babies. Welcome to Baby Geniuses. I'm Emily. I am Lisa. Thanks for listening to our show. I just realized I'm wearing headphones and I don't like it. Uh, take them off. Take them off. I'm uh, taking them off. Oh my God, I'm trapped. Oh my God. Oh. <laughs> you got tangled up in them for a Holy sec. Holy shit. You're like a frightened animal. I really was. You spooked yourself. Yeah. I got spooked the way I get when I'm trying to take a shirt off and I get stuck. <laughs> oh God, when it happens in a changing room and you're just like, oh ah. no, what do I do? Yeah. And you're like, don't panic. This is why I don't go shopping in person anymore. Yeah. Actually, this is a good segue. I order stuff online now. <laughs> yeah, me too. Um, I uh, This is such a petty problem to have. Bring it. So privileged. Um, Has no bearing on the universe at all. But um, I ordered shoes online because I don't like having to go out and try them on in person, blah, blah, blah. And uh, one shoe fit, one didn't. So I tried to return one. And uh, the company, like... Wait, one shoe fit and the other one didn't? Oh, I mean, like, oh, like one, one pair. pair. One oh, okay. pair. Sorry, I said that weird. <laughs> <laughs> so I have to be like, this is a medical issue. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I tried to return one pair, and then the company, the customer service person told me that the shoes were final sale, and you can't return final sale shoes. And I was like, they weren't marked final sale. Like I see now looking on your website that like, yes, final sale items that are marked as such cannot be returned. I understand that. I'm a savvy customer. I checked. Like I don't buy things I can't return. I never. Yeah. Um, and she was like, well, it uh, just the shoes are final sale. And it says so on the receipt. I'm like, but the receipt comes after you buy it. So that doesn't actually inform me of your policy yeah, before I there's no way to it. act on that. And then she's like, well, it's also in the email that went out about the sale. And I'm like, I didn't get that because I wasn't on the email list. I found out about the sale on Instagram. And she's like, well, it was on the banner on the website. And I looked and I'm like, oh, it's the very slowly scrolling banner that takes like a full minute to get to the part about how every sale item is also final sale. I'm like, that also Who watches doesn't- the whole banner go by on a website. Like I waited until I saw the coupon code and I'm like, got it close window like order the fucking shoes it's midnight i'm ordering shoes on impulse like let's do this (laughs) look at the Um, timestamp on when i bought it (laughs) like i checked all the whatever it's like 
I thought I was good. Um, and for me, like nothing makes me angrier than when I think I've done everything right. And someone's telling me that I'm actually stupid and I did it wrong. Like it, it just gets my, yeah. I start to sweat and my face turns red. Like it makes me so upset. I totally understand that. <laughs> I thought you would understand. Yeah. Cause I also have irrational things that I get upset about more and, than other things. And we're both like people who like have a sort of set of behavior. Like we think we're behaving correctly. Yes. For the we most both part. We both care about the rules. Yes. We're not scoff laws. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like don't, if, don't if, act like I'm scoffing at your laws. Like if someone tries to cut us in line, it's like, Oh, oh my God. Fuck no. <laughs> There is a line that you must respect it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, Megan Gailey has a very funny joke in her stand up right now about flushing tampons down the toilet. Oh. And it stresses me out so much to hear her talk about oh it. Oh my God. I got to <laughs> hear this. I like said something to her about it. And then I felt really bad because I was like, I feel like such a fucking narc, but I can't hear someone talk about doing that. Oh, does she do it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have another friend who flushes the non flushable wipes, even though she knows they're non flushable. If you're listening, I'm yeah. talking about you. Uh, <laughs> And I'm just like, you can't do that. They're specifically not flushable. I am slightly more forgiving of that just because they say they're flushable on the thing. Oh, uh, yeah. Also, but they're not. They're not. If they have poop on them, you're going to put them in the garbage. I guess you wrap you them up in, in toilet paper, I, yeah, like the way you, you would with a tampon, I yeah. guess. Just you're just you're clogging up the works here. It's the rules. But <laughs> anyways, so I get very upset when this kind of thing happens. And I was really polite in all my interaction with them and my correspondence when I was calling them. But this woman I was talking to kept blaming me. And she was like, this is a small company and I don't make up the rules. But like none of our other customers have had this problem. And I'm like, so you're saying I'm stupid. So you're gaslighting me right now? Yeah. Like you're saying this is my fault. And she was like, no, I'm not. I just I don't understand why you're upset if you like the other shoes. And I'm like, because because I, I'm not trying to rip you off. I'm just like trying to have a good, like, I'm just trying to buy shoes. Why am I upset right now? This is terrible. Yeah. And I even, I was like, this is giving me, you know, I feel really bad because this is giving me a negative impression of your company. And like, it's just, I feel like this kind of thing was fine like 20 years ago, but now with like everyone ordering from Zappos and stuff, there's just a certain level of customer service that people expect. There's and, like, a protocol that's like, so obvious as to be frustrating when it's not followed. Exactly. And yeah. it's like, I, I know this is what you think the rule is, but when I've called you twice and emailed you twice, like maybe you should make an exception. Also, if you're <laughs> I'm at so the entitled. point where you're like on the phone, I don't know. Yeah. I'm so entitled, but it's true. I'm like, just give me a goddamn refund. The shoes are brand new. I tried them on once on carpet. Like, let me return these shoes. And then, uh, so we, she just kept saying, no, I can't, I don't know what to do. And it was getting more and more personal. So I was just like, okay, I don't know. What to, okay. Bye-bye. And I hung up and then she emailed me and was like, I don't want you to be unhappy. So I'm going to let you do it just this once and I'll give you a refund. I'm like, yay. <laughs> <laughs> but now I feel guilty. Don't feel guilty. <laughs> I mean, you're allowed to have your feelings about how frustrating an experience is. It's even hard. If yeah, totally. I mean, it's hard too because I did do customer service for for years for a small company, so I have like I'm like I know how this is supposed to work. Yeah. Um, and what I also know is that as a customer, if you're just super polite and nice uh, all the time, you're probably not going to get what you want. You have to mm. be a little bit you're unhappy. Yeah, I have to be a little pushy. I had a frustrating customer service experience as well. I don't know if it's customer service, but I joined a gym and it, which fucking good for me already. Yeah. Okay. This is a big thing. Yeah. I'm very out of shape and I hate exercise. Exercise sucks. It's the worst. 
And I've never stuck to any exercise routine in my entire life. But I also have like been like not exercising for like a good solid year at least. And so I'm like super out of shape. But um, so I'm like easing into it, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, And my membership came with uh, one free personal training session. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, I'm not I can't have someone kick my ass today. Like. I have a meeting tomorrow. I need to be able to walk. Yeah. If I'm like out of shape and I do too much exercise, I will like be in a lot of pain. It's happened to me a bunch of times uh-huh, when I've started <laughs> exercising again out of nowhere. Yeah, it hurts. Uh, it hurts really bad. <laughs> um, and so I basically I was like, I'm just going to use this to have him show me the machines and like a few exercises I could do. And I told him like when we set up the appointment, I was like, I'm really out of shape like have not exercised ever in my entire life. Uh, I just want you to show me how to use the machines. I, I need to be able to walk tomorrow. Yeah. And the first thing we did was a questionnaire about my fitness goals. Uh-huh. And he was like, what are your goals? And I was like, I would like to, I'm like really out of shape. I just like to improve my overall fitness. I'd like to improve my energy, my stamina, my posture. Yeah. And he was like, okay. And like, what's your goal weight? And I was like, oh, no, not applicable. No, um, I was like, I do not have a goal weight. I'm not trying to lose weight. And he was like, OK, but like. You want to lose some weight, right? And I was like, fuck off. No, actually, no, I don't. Um, I and he was like, but like. You, you got to be specific. He was like, but what are your goals then? And I was like, my goals are. Energy, stamina, posture. I have back pain and neck pain. I'd like that to improve. And he was like. You can't be this vague with me. I need a specific goal that you're working There's toward. There's also other things you can measure besides body weight. Like yeah. body weight is very, it doesn't, it like, doesn't give you anything. the full picture. Also, it's like not what I was there for. Yeah. And Don't I gave him it, very specific goals of what I wanted oh, to work on. That sucks. And he was like, okay, but like you wouldn't mind if you lost weight. And I was like, I don't care. <laughs> That's not why I'm here. And he was like, but like, you know, you wouldn't mind. And I was like, I mean... I guess since I've gained a little bit of weight, I have more weight on my neck and it makes breathing slightly uncomfortable. I guess I wouldn't mind if that improved. And he was like, okay, so we want to lose some weight. And it was like, (laughs) no, it was like clear that like he wouldn't proceed until I admitted to him that I am okay with losing weight. And I was like, this is why curves exists, isn't it? They're supposed to adjust to whatever you want. That's absurd. Yeah. And then just the whole time he kept being like, pushing me to do exercises that I like physically could not do. And he was like, you know, a lot of this is mental and it's like, what the fuck are you talking about? It's also the first session. So maybe don't, yeah, (laughs) maybe don't make me feel like a piece of shit for walking into a gym with a goal. You know what I mean? Like uh, you have to trust them to not hurt you. So that takes a while to like build that trust. Like they can't just rush right into forcing you to do stuff. And guess what? It fucking hurt like crazy the next day. Yeah. It was like, this is not a good way to get me to come back to the gym anyway. Also, it is very mental and he's not doing a good job of addressing that and making you feel comfortable mentally. (laughs) Yeah. But also your mind is part of your body. Yeah. Like it's all like I can control my mind. Not really. (laughs) That sucks. I'm sorry. It sucked. But despite that, I have been going to the gym pretty regularly and doing an amount of exercise and that's awesome. I just, but he's still like at the gym and I have to just like avoid talking to him. <laughs> Is he like, hi, he <laughs> never says hi, but I'm like glare at him. <laughs> I like really hate him. <laughs> it's good to have an enemy at the gym. Yeah. But again, it's like, a, I feel pet- petty complaining about that too. Cause he wasn't, 
Like, no, you can complain I, about he that. He knew I wasn't going to hire him as a trainer and I wasn't paying extra money for it. It was like, but anyway, I thought it was really shitty. That's super shitty. And I hate that. I hate that too. Um, Thank you. My, uh, Adam got me some personal training sessions for Christmas because I really like it. And oh, really? It, um, yeah. And she's this awesome girl who comes straight to my house. Oh, uh, man. And yeah, we don't do body weight stuff. Yeah. Like we don't do numbers because that stuff really pisses me off and yeah. I'm not interested in that. And actually, like I'm lifting a lot of weight. So I've gained weight because I've oh, gotten yeah. bigger. Like I actually had to go up a pant size because of the muscles. But I'm like, that's good. Like, those are muscles. Yeah. That's what you're supposed to. So if I was just going by what's on the scale, like that would be really upsetting. Be, yeah. Also, by the way, I forgot to mention this. After we did that whole questionnaire, he did like a body fat test. Mm-hmm. And like I saw him look at the number and then like he goes to the chart to find where on the chart the number is. And it was right between average and ideal. Yeah. And I was like, fuck you, bitch. Like you eat really healthy. Yeah, well, I don't eat that healthy, but I eat pretty healthy. Vegetarian. I have hyper. I have hypothyroidism. Yeah. Like, it makes it very difficult for me to lose weight. Like, yeah, and you know, I'm borderline hypothyroid. Yeah, and yeah, I eat- <laughs> every time I check it, the doctor's like, check it again in a couple months because oh, really? you're like, in a- yeah, <laughs> it's I'm like, so common. Great. It's like, yeah, um, <laughs> and it's like it's under control, but it is like. Fuck you, dude. It does make it extra It hard. makes me really mad that the only people who... I mean, and it sounds like that's not the case. Your trainer seems cool, but... Yeah, she's, like, that, she's like, like a bodybuilder woman. Like, she's awesome. Yeah. Like, but, like, people who are trainers for a living struggle with empathizing with someone for whom that's not their priority. Where yeah. It's like, assess the situation. I'm not already jacked, so I can't care about this as much as you. You know he what just I mean? Sounds like a dense dude. Yeah. You need you need like a nice lady. I'm not saying a yeah. dude couldn't be more empathetic, but yeah. But also, it just like working out is hard and sometimes in the middle I feel like passing out and I I need someone who can be like, "Okay, let's take it easy." You know, like yeah. who isn't going to be like, "Come on." Yeah. <laughs> Push through it. Yeah, it takes a lot of trust. Yeah, I would just be like, I'm I'm not talking to you ever again. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Really hurt yourself. Yeah. Uh, um, That's cool you joined a gym. Thank you. Um, I I don't actually know if I have that much to say about this, but I spoke at my high school's graduation. That's awesome. (laughs) Did it make you, was it like a benchmark where you like, yes, my high school wanted me back to like inspire future graduates and... Uh, I don't know. (laughs) They had already had me back to speak at an assembly. So okay. that was something. But then I also felt like kind of a turd doing it. Like I felt like <laughs> lame. Like, oh, do I think this is cool? What do I? I don't know. I was got kind of self-conscious about it. I was kind of a fuck up in high school. So I, for me, it would be like, whoa, yes. Oh, really? Yeah. Turn it around. <laughs> I went to a private, like very academic, very expensive prep school. Mm-hmm. Um, And mm-hmm. I was kind of a fuck up there. But it was like... I never felt like I needed them to validate me. It was just like, we have different values. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, you guys love homework and I love bullshit. So <laughs> this is not a perfect fit, but I am getting a much better education than I would at a school that was easier to bullshit. Yeah. Um, and I liked my high school and I like liked my teachers. So I didn't, you know, I don't, I don't think I have that kind of like redemptive angst yeah. about it. But uh, 
it was like my parents came and they were excited about it. And mm-hmm. I think I gave an okay speech. Did you like talk to those kids after? Were they like, good job? Only a couple of them said good job. Yeah. And then I realized I was like, oh, yeah, they don't give a shit. They're so in their own heads right now. This is like their freedom day. Yeah. They're not going to. That was the thing was like, they're not going to remember a single word I say or like give a shit. I don't remember a single word from my yeah. graduation. I'm the least important person to them right now. <laughs> Because what they're thinking about is their friends who they're saying goodbye to yeah, and like their party nostalgia. Later. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So it was like, this is for the parents, I guess. I don't know. Um, but it was a fun experience, I guess. I don't know. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> I got to like, I went to dinner with like the head of school and she was really cool. And I oh, was really? like, oh, I relate to the teachers more than the students. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm old. <laughs> I'm old. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, it's time for Chunch Chat, a regular segment where we talk about any news in the world of Martha Stewart's pony, Ben Chunch. When the clock strikes noon, we could have a picnic lunch, fun, wine, full moon, and we're chatting about Chunch. Chunch. Um, not a lot to say here, but, uh, Martha Stewart's been having some garden tours of her farm lately. Um, and, uh, there's some pictures of people meeting Bane Chunch. Ooh. I just wish more people would email me after that and be like, I got to meet him. Here's what it was like. You know, most of them aren't, they're kind of, maybe they're not aware of me or like. We want down low Chunch info, guys. Yeah. There's just some connecting strand missing. And you know, now I'm like, I'm really sad that Lucky Peach Magazine is folding, um, because it really was my last sort of chance to like. Your last chance. My last chance to get in with Chunch. Uh Um, And it's really like, yeah, I don't know. I wonder if there are any other publications that we could reach out to to try and arrange this. No. Also, yeah, it just takes so much time. I'd really want to devote a lot of time to doing it right. Yeah. Meeting Uh, Ben Chunch. Like getting every detail down. Yeah. Um, Hey, but I did get you a Chunchy present. You did. (laughs) <laughs> have I mentioned it yet? No. I haven't. Oh my God. Oh, Emily got me a Ben Chunch clock. <laughs> it's like, it's the same place you got your swimsuit, right? Yeah. The one you designed. And it's a clock with Ben Chunch on it. And it's great. Is it? I wasn't sure. I thought that might be the first picture that was ever posted of him. It might not be. I'm not sure. I couldn't remember, but it was it from Instagram. It's a very official looking photo where he's standing. It looks like a show photo or something. Yeah. Oh, it's great. I'm glad you liked it. I really appreciate it. Time for Chunch at all times need chunch swag at all times um i should get a chunch swimsuit that would be good you should (sighs) yes everybody (laughs) buy swimsuits with whatever they want on them (laughs) it's very empowering yeah (laughs) (laughs) i really wish that website had swimsuits that had more pube coverage oh is it all very is it kind of high high yeah oh that style is kind of back now yeah. Yeah. Ugh. I don't like having to trim back the To pubes. my chagrin. Yeah. I like letting them go wild. I know. Now you guys know. You guys probably guessed that. Yeah. <laughs> and that concludes Chunch Chat. <laughs> uh, it's time for One on Fun. One. um emily what will be on your next swimsuit that you design oh well the next swimsuit that i design is going to be for perry gilpin right but the one that you designed for you oh the one that i designed for me yeah you know that's a really good 
question. Um, I feel like the next thing I design for myself isn't going to be a swimsuit. It's going to be like another article of clothing, like a beach towel, maybe. Okay. Um, what would be on a beach towel? Like, uh, maybe uh, there's a picture that me and Peter took with David Copperfield. I might put that on something. That would be good. Although he's a controversial figure. I'm not sure I want to be like, hey, I love David Copperfield in public. Huh. Because um, he's been accused of rape. Um, oh, has he? Yeah. Oh. Like, not just rape, but like bringing people to his island to rape them, oh, which is like no. very premeditated. Um, it's all bad. It's all bad. I'm not trying to say that there's like that island rape is like a. Anyway. Um, no, that sounds extra bad. Yeah, that's extra bad. So it's maybe. It's like hard to get away. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. So maybe instead. You, know you could make rape even worse. Yeah. <laughs> so that's not a safe towel subject. No, definitely not. Uh, so maybe it would be, um, I think it would be funny to do like a picture of my nephew or, uh, (laughs) possibly a picture of... There's one particular picture that I'm thinking of. It's a very funny picture of him. It's like his ass spreading his butt cheeks that found its way onto like the family photo feed that I was like, he's like spreading his ass wide open right right next to my sister's face. It's like the best photo ever. (laughs) It's the funniest picture I've ever seen. I want to like recreate it. I can't show it to anyone. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Or you should just recreate that photo with your boyfriend and then put that on a towel and then only use it in private. I think it would also be fun to just like Photoshop a picture of Donald Trump with like a bunch of poops on him. Yeah. Yeah. And like toilets and just like his he's in a toilet mm-hmm. and um, someone cool is flushing the toilet <laughs> like Ruth Bader Ginsburg or something. And like um, as he's being flushed down the toilet, he has like a speech bubble saying like, I'm sorry. <laughs> Maybe I'll do that. That sounds good. Okay. That's a great answer. Okay, Lisa. <laughs> Yay. Um, uh, would you... <laughs> I have no idea where this is going. No, do it. Um, okay. That sounds good. Uh, you know it's good when you laugh like that. Yeah, well, I have nothing. Um, oh. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's nothing. There are no nouns in my... Okay, Lisa. Stream of tr- consciousness. Yeah. If you got the opportunity to write your own book of Mad Libs, Mm. but they had to be erotic, Mm -hmm. what would the stories be about? They'd probably be about different fetishes. Okay. Yeah, like Um, a different story for each fetish? Yeah. But like, I think it would be kind of open-ended so you could fill in what the fetish was. Yeah. It'd be different locations. Like, we all met at the convention (laughs) for people who love to put blank in their blank. (laughs) (laughs) Or like, we got hot and heavy after meeting in a group for people who... (laughs) It's all about like a very organized... Why is it all so tidy? <laughs> I, think, I think we just tapped into something. It's like revealing how square I am. I can't like, I'm like, do people ever just hook up without it being organized first? I can't picture that. We met on the, at the club and it turned out <laughs> he could only get it up if I mentioned blank. 
And then the suggestion for that would be noun, verb, or <laughs> or a famous actor. Oh yeah, <laughs> I like that celebrity male. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think that'd be a pretty good Mad Libs. That would be great. Yeah. Well, let's get to work on it. <laughs> I, I would. I would need some help writing it. Clearly. Uh, that concludes <laughs> one on fun. It's time for Wiki of the Week. Following the news is hard and it sucks. How do you know which stories are important? Which sources do you trust in this post-truth world of reactionary journalism? I'm Brent Black. And I'm Travis McElroy. And we host a podcast called Trends Like These. We cover trending news stories. We debunk misleading clickbait headlines. And we always try to throw in a little bit of good news. In our quest for truth. So join us every week on MaximumFun.org or wherever podcasts are found. Welcome to Wiki of the Week. Let's introduce our guest this week. He's a very funny comedian, musician, friend, Zach Sherwin, everybody. Thanks for having me, friends. Thanks for being on the show. Yeah. It's always an interesting experience before you've been brought in as the guest on a podcast when you hear all these exciting things Forced you want to, to overhear jump us. in <laughs> play with and say things about. So I did take a couple Some notes. Some of our guests of find that oh, part good. excruciating. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think Max Silvestri described it as he was like, I f- I'm vibrating right now. He was like squirming the whole time. <laughs> I want to talk about the um, shoe customer service representative and your trainer and a couple just similarities that I noticed. I want to say to both of them. We're both spoiled bitches. (laughs) (laughs) You know, your life experience is your life experience. You feel what you feel. It's all relative. It's a pain in the ass. Both of them could have easily just flexibility was what was needed. A yeah. little deviation from the training manual right. would have yes. took exactly. care of both I of hate you. dogmatism in any sort of like approach to anything, yeah. Yeah. like adherence to the rules. It's like rules can always bend. Yeah. Especially when you're taking care to be like, here's who I am and here's what's different about what I need right now. Yeah. Like when you're clear with them. Mm. When yeah. you, the client, yeah. yes, yeah. in both cases, I understand, I acknowledge the existence of the employee manual and I'm asking you to bend it a little bit in a way that I think will be safe for everyone. That yeah. your supervisors yeah. would approve. Let's make us all happy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yep, exactly. Um, but one, so your personal trainer uh-huh. was actually taking Lisa's customer service tip, which was that he pushed you until he got what he wanted. He got oh. you to say that you would be okay with the weight. I was thinking about yeah. that tip oh. from your customer service days. But Just keep so asking. Because he's not the client. I know, it's a reversal of the dynamic. <laughs> and in order to make her like want to even consider signing up for more sessions he should have made her more comfortable and like listen to her a hundred percent especially because it's so vulnerable i i'm aghast at that man's behavior i know <laughs> he's the worst aghast. stereotype of like a of a meathead. dumbass meathead <laughs> gym dude i think he could just smell that i was never gonna hire him oh, uh, oh. you know so what i mean because right. i was like i told him in advance i was like i just want you to show me how to use the machines right yeah. so he was like let's burn this motherfucker to the ground <laughs> Ugh, so gross yeah I-, I just um it was a thing that i like knew and like with a lot of um you know peacock-ish strutting with like trumpet to all my friends that anytime you call airbnb 
they'll give you coupons. Yeah. Like oh. anytime you're about to book, just take two minutes before and just call and say, do you have any coupons? And they, once I, oh, I, I love that. I love hacking like yes. any kind of, <laughs> once a representative said, I'm sorry, we're all out of coupons for, this is a true unembellished story. She said, I'm sorry, we're all out of coupons on your account for the inconvenience. I'll give you a $25 discount. <laughs> Which was more than the amount of some coupons I've gotten <laughs> other times that I've called. Wait, and so you're you like, call- oh, you mean like a coupon? Yeah. <laughs> you're giving me a verbal coupon? Yes. <laughs> so do you, you just call and say, can I, can I have a coupon? That's the reason I'm calling. Yeah. You just say like, hey, just before I, I'm about to book a listing, before I do, I just wanted to see if there's any coupons on my account. So, uh, this, so I don't know though, because then I called and it was a thing I'd done for years and told all my friends about. And the person I spoke to said no coupons. And I said, okay, I'm so sorry to do this for like me asking for an extra thing, but can I, could you put me on the phone with your supervisor just because I know? And she was like, hold. And then three minutes later came back and was like, talk to him, no coupons. And so I was thinking about when you said the customer service tip, I thought if I could go back in, I would go one more round just for my own (laughs) sense of self. I am a guy who gets a coupon for Airbnb. Regret. Yeah. <laughs> so you didn't get them. I didn't get a coupon. Oof. And um. I tell that story to help you feel less petty about being upset about the But you shoe know what? Maybe yeah. you were pushing it a little bit because you were asking over and over again and taking advantage of their policy. Yeah. Uh-huh. It could be. Yeah. It could yeah. be. <laughs> um, so just really quickly, one other thing I wanted to say. It's interesting that you're both, um, that you both self-identify. Oh, when I took the note, incidentally, you, you were started talking about Ben Chunch and I wrote... Instead of writing to my, my, the note to myself, Emily's trainer was like Lisa's customer service tip. I wrote, Emily's trainer was like Lisa meeting a horse. Because you were saying that at the time. You know, you're trying to write and listen yeah, at the yeah, same yeah. time. Um, so just one clarification I wanted. You both identified as rule followers towards the top of the episode. But then you also self-identified as fuck-ups in high school. Oh, mm. yeah. Well... Can you speak well, to that tension? We're both air signs, so no, I can't. <laughs> say no more. <laughs> um, I have I have ADHD, so oh. and I it was very recently diagnosed, and so I had a very hard time completing my homework and like focusing in general or like finding it worthwhile to like trying to start things or being. I was really unorganized, so. Mm. Like I, if I cared about a project, I would do an amazing job on it. Like there was one paper that I was assigned that was supposed to be 15 pages. I wrote 25 page first draft. Like I was that kind of like, I worked on the stuff that I cared about and the stuff that I didn't care about. I kind of tried to coast as much as I could. Um, I so not a scuff law, more yeah, of a. Yeah. But I also wasn't motivated by getting A's the way most of the other students were. That was like not. So at my school, that was like put me in like the bottom 25% that I got like B's, mm. which was, Oh, uh, I see. I yeah. see. What would you say about that? I Lisa? just didn't go to class. <laughs> I was like, this class boring. You don't tell me where to go. I'm so going to skip it. Are in some ways not a rule follower. That's true. But I'm, I, well, I just don't like it when people tell me what to do. Yeah. See, but then okay. when I did the work, I, I got A's when I finally did it. So mm. I think I am a rule follower in situations where it serves the communal goal. Yeah, that's right. That's what's important. Where it to affects me. other people. It's like, yeah. like if you're driving or something, I'm like, yes, follow yeah. all the rules when you're driving. Mm. I'm specifically a rule follower in situations where if other people also followed those rules, the world would be better. Yeah. A good rule. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, a good rule or like, yeah, a rule that like people moving back when they get on the bus, like that kind of stuff. I think we just have an innate kind of sense of fairness. Yes. And know what's good and what I think isn't. That's probably- so it could be a systemic unfairness that bothers you, like being asked to go to a dumb class. <laughs> so your fairness yeah. is consistent. And it's my like not going to the class doesn't affect anyone negatively except right. me. Right, yeah. right, right, right. Okay, great. Well, yeah. well framework. Would you out. would you identify as a rule follower or I a very scofflaw? much do. Okay. Yeah. Rule follower. But Good. I think that that makes the areas in life in which I do scoff, the scoffing is re- I really appreciate it and like yeah. it and feel great about it. <laughs> yeah. And it means a lot to me. What areas are you a scofflaw in? Um, I think I um have like had more drug experience than I would mm. think. Like yeah. if I were yeah. If I didn't know that I did I more have drugs. more drug experience than I would think. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That sounds like you do. <laughs> no longer follow rules about language. And <laughs> yeah, that's right. Well, we should probably get to our Wikipedia page. This was sent to us actually years ago by Simon DeVette. Uh, so thank you for that. Oh, wait, which one are we doing? Curse of the Colonel. Did someone else oh. send it to us more recently? Yeah, uh, Catherine Kennedy sent it. In May. In May? Well, freaking Simon DeVette sent it to us in uh, 2015. Wow. Well, then Simon gets the credit. <laughs> Sorry, Catherine. <laughs> and also, we should say we should say we are not sure if we've done this one before. I feel like we have. Lisa thinks we haven't. But I also don't remember it. So we might be repeating for the first time ever. Oh, my God. How and embarrassing. I feel great about it. Yeah? <laughs> Yeah, well, you're going to have changed since the last time you took it on. So you'll bring new perspectives. I wasn't here. Zach wasn't here. We're older. We're wiser. Yeah, history's a spiral on a line. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Damn, man, you've done way more drugs than you'd think. (laughs) Uh, So it's the Wikipedia page for Curse of the Colonel. Um, I always say colonel because that's just how it looks. (laughs) And it's so embarrassing. And that's your Curse of the Colonel. Um, it refers to an urban legend regarding a reputed curse placed on the Japanese Kansai-based Hanshin Tigers baseball team by deceased KFC founder and mascot Colonel Harlan Sanders. Wow, the curse was a lot in there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> a lot of proper nouns that you wouldn't expect to be in the same sentence. Whoa. Yeah. Also, Harlan. Who knew? <laughs> That's the revelation for you in that <laughs> sentence. <laughs> It's like, I I think I knew that, but the first time I learned it, I was like, huh. Oh, yeah. Well, of course. You know what I mean? I was like, of course his name was Harland. Yeah. yeah. Who else would be named Harland? Him and Harlan Williams, and that's it. There's a D on the end? Yes. Harland. Yeah, Harland Sanders. Okay. Yeah. Um, the curse was said to be placed on the team because of the colonel's anger over treatment of one of his storefront statues, which was thrown into the Dotenbori River by celebrating Hanshin fans following their team's victory in the 1985 Japan Championship Series. As is common with sports-related curses, the curse of the colonel was used to explain the team's subsequent 18-year losing streak. That's got to be the reason. I mean, it's got to be. Some fans believe the team would never win another Japan Series until the statue had been recovered. They have appeared in the Japan Series three times since then, losing in 2003, 2005, and 2014. 
Comparisons are often made between the Hanshin Tigers and the Boston Red Sox, of course, who are said to be under the curse of the Bambino until they won the World Series in 20, 2004. 2004. 2004. That's how you say numbers and years. It's hot. Um, the curse of the Colonel has also been used as a bogeyman threat to those who would divulge the secret recipe of 11 herbs and spices that result in the unique taste of his chicken. Wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. What a... Like, fascinating that this is their relationship with KFC, yeah. too. Like, it's already weird to me that this is a food that we export. Yeah. I'm not proud of that. My, I mean, it's good, right? So but in I, Japan, they have, like, little seaweed things you can sprinkle on the chicken. Oh. It's a great idea. Have you been? Uh, no, I walked by one. I didn't oh. go inside. She's been to Japan. You were in Japan. Yeah. Yes. And yeah. you saw that at a kid. That's a yes. great, good pull on that detail. You really filed that away <laughs> I did. and brought well, it back I, when you needed. Whenever I go to foreign countries, I like to see what's different about mm. the fast food. Yeah, yeah. The food is always where it goes. I had a job for a little while where it, it paid really, really minimally per hour, but it was just a language institute for non-native speakers of English, and they would just book half-hour blocks, and you would just sit there and chit-chat with people who were trying to get better at their English. That's and so it, sweet. It was cool. <laughs> it was really kind of boring, because the conversations were always, oh, yeah. always about food. <laughs> we would just talk about differences and similarities. But then so, there was one, and everybody was like pretty bad at speaking English, except there was one French guy who had like 99.9% fluency in English <laughs> and wanted to get that last tick there. And so I would just use the most like flowery and out there <laughs> language that I could. And sometimes I would stump him and he'd be like, okay, good. What is that? And I would break it down. And he was a Buddhist and had been celibate for 15 years. I would just like pump him for information. Anyways. He, whoa. He had been celibate for 15 yeah, years. That was a big wow. thing no wonder he about. was really good yeah. at speaking yeah, 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 yeah. languages. <laughs> he'd re-diverted his focus. But How um, the fuck? Yeah. I remember there was, I talked with a <laughs> Korean student and she was, we were talking about food differences and she said, um, we eat, she offered and was like, we eat dog. And I was like, yes, that's very strange uh, for Americans. And she was like, but not like pet dog, like food dog. And uh, that was the first time I'd been exposed to that concept. Oh, interesting. That there's kind, there's a Different food kind, of, yeah. apparently. I'm basing that entirely on that one conversation, one conversation with that yeah. very non native Well, you haven't extrapolated any further from the conversation, so... No, that's yeah. right. I, I it wasn't actionable yeah. for me. But food is, I feel like everybody wants to bond to, over that. Yeah, it's a pretty safe zone. And you, were you a vegan at the time? Yes, were I there, was a new vegan at the time. Oh, and so did you talk about that with them? Was that something that they were like interested in or I would save that for like a yellow belt or above conversation. And <laughs> yeah. it was mostly white belts. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's fair. Yep. Um, all right. Back to the Wikipedia okay. page. So back to the back kernel. in. So in the 1985 Japan series is when the curse started. How big a deal is the Japan series? Is that the is that the big one? I have to imagine it's a big yeah. deal. Yeah. I don't know. We're told by an outside source, yes, it is. Yeah. Um, More on him later. The Hanshin Tigers are located in Kansai, the second largest metropolitan area in Japan. They are considered the eternal underdogs of Nippon professional baseball in opposition to the Yomiuri Giants of Tokyo, who are considered the kings of Japanese baseball. So I'm very baseball illiterate, but this yeah. is a Red Sox-Yankees dichotomy. I think so, yeah. The Giants are the Yankees. Yeah. yeah. And the Tigers are the Red Sox. Yeah. The devoted okay. fans flock to the stadium no matter how badly the Tigers play in the league. 
Mm. And then in 1985, much to the nation's surprise, the Hanshin Tigers faced the Cebu Lions and took their first and only victory in Don't the Japan stop. series, <laughs> largely due to the efforts of star slugger Randy Bass, presently state senator from Oklahoma. What? <laughs> Who saw that coming? <laughs> An American playing for the team. Oh, my God. Wow. That detail really got me. Yeah. <laughs> I went to his wiki page and his picture, in his picture, he's wearing a Santa costume. <laughs> Just FYI. So many of my favorite things converging on this story. Uh, also, I'm guessing it's pronounced Randy Bass, though I'm not Randy Bass. positive. Does that That's seem plausible? True. That's probably sure. true. It's fun to think about a horny, like a yeah. horny fish. I love to Randy imagine Bass. that that's the word that I mispronounced on this Wikipedia page. <laughs> <laughs> um, the Hanshin Tigers fan base went wild and had a riotous celebration at the Ibisu Bridge in mm. Dotenbury, Osaka. There, an assemblage of supporters yelled the players' names, and with every name, a fan resembling a member of the victorious team leaped from the bridge into the waiting canal. Um, huh. However, lacking a Caucasian person to imitate Randy Bass, did we Who say Bass or Bass? Bass, Bass. Bass. Who's the MVP? Um, the rabid crowd seized a plastic statue of Colonel <laughs> Sanders. So oh. like, this is good enough. Um, uh, like Bass, the the colonel had a beard and was not Japanese. Um, <laughs> very important detail. <laughs> they got it from a nearby KFC and tossed it off the bridge as an effigy. Did what, did they have fans ready to go, like team lookalikes? Was I, there a consensus that spontaneously formed? I mean, you. how could they have prepared? For, like, they, yeah. no one thought this was going to happen. Yeah. Like, they were had lost every year. Can you imagine like, being so excited about something that you like are like, yeah, I'm going to jump off a fucking bridge now. Like, I'm right. just, like this do, is so amazing. Do you think there were like people who almost the, the crowd's opinion started forming like, Oh, he looks a lot like that particular player. And then someone else yeah. would be like, Oh no, this is the lookalike. And he'd be pushed to the front. And then that second place guy was like, yeah, I was at that fucking yeah. riot. Yeah. I was the silver medalist. For looking like I don't know any of their names. <laughs> this is a group effort. Um, what a so weird, so crazy. Uh, according to the urban legend, this impulsive maneuver, tossing it into the river, uh, cost the team greatly, beginning the curse of the colonel, which states that the Tigers will not win the championship again until the statue is recovered. Uh, subsequently, numerous attempts have been made to recover the statue, often as part of a variety TV show. Of course, <laughs> most of the statue was recovered in March 2009. Most, wow. most of it. So that led to an 18-year losing streak. After their success in the 1985 series, the Hunchin Tigers began an 18-year losing streak, placing last or next to last in the league. Brief rallies in 1992 and 1999 brought hope to fans, but they were soon followed with defeat. During this time, attempts were made to recover the statue, including sending divers down and dredging the river, but they all failed. Fans apologized to the store manager, but the statue remained in the canal and the Tigers cursed. Um... The that sentence is saying the statue remained in the canal and the tigers remained cursed. Yeah. You know, the remained is supposed yeah. to work twice. But yeah. the way it's written, it kind of looks like the statue remained in the canal and the tigers, quote unquote, cursed. Like they oh, like didn't they, really scream profanities. But... Like they, they yelled heck. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> I didn't do enough of the work on that joke. Thank you for meeting me more than halfway. That's that's why we do this as a team. Yeah. Great. Um, they said heck. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, are you... We're all familiar with 
the is it true or not that um they changed the name to KFC because the word fried in Kentucky Fried Chicken had like bad negative connotations. Oh, yeah, connotations. I heard it was because they couldn't technically call it chicken after that all was this, the urban legend. Yeah, which I've I love. I love that myth. Yeah, I wow. want to believe it's true. But no, it was because like people started giving a shit about their health, and so they were like, oh, we should not put fried in the name. Yeah, probably right. I have a song about a time that my friend and I were prank calling Kentucky Fried Chickens and it went awry. If you want, I can email it to you afterwards as like a play it at the end oh, of the podcast. Oh yeah, that's a great idea. Thing. Sure. It's called KFC. So it's weird that this Wikipedia very, page was very chosen. Very appropriate. Yeah. Okay. okay. Um, I, I, I don't know how much more of this we want to read. Ooh, there was a death in the canal. <laughs> uh, 24-year-old Hanshin's Tigers fan, Messiah Shitababa, um, there was a 2003 mm. celebration and he drowned in the canal with all reports being that he had been shoved in by the revelers. The the celebration. Yeah. Oh, yeah. After the curse was broken. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, to prevent future incidents, the Osaka City Council ordered the construction of a new Ibusubashi Bridge beginning in 2004, which will make it more difficult for fans to take the celebratory leap. Should the curse of the colonel be broken and the Tigers win again, just don't leap off the bridge. Jeez. Oh, yeah. Well, it's because in 2003... Fans were enthusiastic about winning the Central League and repeated the celebratory leap into the Dotenbori Canal. However, instead of the individual leapers representing the players, over 5,300 fans plunged into the canal. Oh, shit. Um, that explains why yeah. one of, they're lucky only one person died. Yeah. I think the curse of the colonel is that like a guy actually died. And, that's, um, yeah. That, that seems like the real. Bomb- yeah, right. The I mean, colonel's ghost dragged him under. Yeah. Many KFC outlets in Kobe and Osaka moved their Colonel Sanders statues inside until the series was over to protect them from rabid Tigers fans. Oh, my God. The newly replaced Colonel Sanders statue in the Dotenbori KFC branch was bolted down to pre- prevent a repeat of the incident. Why would people repeat it, though? Um, my dad recently told me that he stole a KFC uh, Colonel Sanders from the KFC in Palo Alto what? and brought it into his office and had his photo taken with it. But then he returned it. Huh. Oh. He did that in like the 70s. <laughs> did what? he get momentarily cursed? No, I don't think so. Huh. I mean, it's lucky he returned it. Otherwise, all kinds of bad stuff would have happened. Knowing wow. your dad, does that story make sense to you or does it um, seem out of character? No, it seems about right. Hmm. <laughs> but I'm surprised you never told me before. Yes. Yeah. Is he like a pranky dad? He's a little bit. Mm, slight, he's more punny than pranky. But oh. I think um, egged on by his students, he perhaps was prankier back in the day. Was that an egg and chicken joke in your dad's <laughs> tradition? <laughs> it is now. Uh, that concludes Wiki of the Week. We will be right back with Zach Sherwin. <laughs> Welcome back. We're here with Zach Sherwin. Hey. And we are going to talk about uh, local... Wait, how did you put it? Yeah. Neighborhood councils. Neighborhood councils. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about it. Um, so neighborhood councils are LA's like most small grain kind of government. Like there's the, you know, there's the city council and the board of supervisors and their, their own things. But then neighborhood councils, like, I think everybody's in one. I think there's 96 all around the city Whoa! and they're really small and, um, they do, they have like tiny, tiny little effects on things that happen in the neighborhood, but they can weigh in on stuff that's going on with city councils. And so they like actually they're like the smallest level where you can do something politically in LA, but it's like really small. Like if you are on the neighborhood council, it, you don't get paid any money. And um, I think you it's an elected position, but I think the vote totals are like you know 
10 to seven and stuff like that. Like oh, it's wow. really local. Um, and so I, I'm sure you have many listeners outside of the city of Los Angeles. I have a friend who's in, who lives in Columbus, Ohio, and is like this version of that there. So I assume there's versions of it other places around the city. Mm-hmm. But um, I like got more interested in politics after the election. Yeah. And um, sounds familiar. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know if anyone can relate. But, um, it was a wake up call. <laughs> yeah. It's just like really quirky thing about me. Yeah. <laughs> I want to meet that person who thinks that. <laughs> Emily's email about the show is like any weird facts about you. Like, I noticed that an election happened. Um, so yeah. So after it, one of the things that I did as part of the like wake up call was I went to a, um, I went to a neighborhood council meeting just to see what it was like. And it is the most boring imaginable <laughs> thing that I think could still be con- like counted as interesting. It's, mm-hmm. it's, inter- it's like it's major is interesting and it's minor is like the most boring fucking experience <laughs> on the planet. Cause it's cool to see like what these adults who are in, who actually are in charge of things, but nobody knows about it like think is important and care to spend their time on in these meetings. But holy shit, it is really fine grained. What kind of like topics do they talk about in the meetings? Zoning. They yeah. Really, which is also a description of what I do while they're talking about it. But, um, <laughs> um, it'll be like, but that's super important because it actually it shapes the city. Yes. It's super boring, but it has impact. So like there's been this, uh, there's been this debate quote unquote raging um, in our in our neighborhood council, where they want to put an apartment building in at um, Franklin and Western in Hollywood, mm. and there's this like tug of war happening between the developer wants an exception to make it higher than the city laws allow, mm-hmm. but the council wants more affordable housing units. Yeah. So there was this fight back and forth between That's the developer and the building. That's a super important thing to it argue is, about. It is important. Yeah. It is, but yeah. it's really local and it doesn't, you know, it's going to affect those people a lot. Oh, we have such a horrible housing shortage right now. Yeah. Yeah. So they talk about that. Um, every council person has to give a report on their subcommittee. So I, I went to, I even went to a subcommittee oh, meeting. Oh man, I, I know <laughs> that was even more boring than the main meeting. What was the subcommittee about? Oh my god, <laughs> it was. And I went to the coolest one I could. I, I like rolled the dice and was like, I think this will be good. And I went to the environment one. Uh-huh, Seems uh-huh. promising, right? Yeah. It was like three people. And I left after like an hour and 45 minutes and it was like a discussion of like what was going to be handed out at an upcoming like bike awareness promotion. Would it be like water bottles or little bandanas or um, like some other little giveaway item that they could have? And so there was extensive debate. And, and you reporting. left an hour and a half into this. It wasn't and it all wasn't that, over. But okay. that was, I, after a big dose of that, I was like, I am the fuck out of here. Were you, were you like weighing in on the conversation or just sitting there? They were, I think they... You know, it's not like unheard of that some interested community member would show up, but it kept being remarked on that usually it's just like the two of them and then like the usual two kooks who come to the meeting. Like they were like, really? Zach, if you want to say anything, you certainly can feel <laughs> yeah. free to. But we, would, I mean, we would love to hear someone else's voice. Uh, <laughs> and then there was a vote. It was like th- there was a vote on the item and they were like, Zach, if you want to vote. And I was like, I mean, I'm not going to be the only voice of opposition to <laughs> Handing out bandanas instead of water bottles. Where did you Where did you stand on that issue, though? I voted for bandanas because it seemed to be what um, the most easily stored. 
the water <laughs> bottles would occupy a lot of square footage in some facility that they heavy. have to pay for. Yeah, also like a waste of plastic, right? Yes, great. Yeah. Which, you were which was brought up. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, I, <laughs> Oh, it was brought up. It was mentioned. Imagine talking about that for an hour and a half and not bringing that up. <laughs> <laughs> is there any other dimension of this we haven't considered? So that stuff is all kind of like fun to laugh at and goofy. But here's a cool thing that happened. Um, another thing that I did through um, like my activisty explorings is I got invited to go to a meeting at City Hall with a representative of the mayor from a group who has been demanding an audience with the mayor or his representatives um, for weeks. And they finally wore them down and got a meeting. And this guy in the meeting at city hall, which I'd never been inside city hall. That was cool. Oh, cool. This guy was like, I'm a rule follower. This guy was <laughs> like, um, he was like, I wasn't uh, an organizer before I worked for the mayor. And so I understand all of your outrage about the Trump administration. And he's like, if I weren't here, I'd be doing what you were doing or and he like gave us a meaningful look and was like, instead of being here, I would be working at the neighborhood council level because that's where you can actually do stuff that like forces the mayor's hand to whatever extent it will. And he was like, so I'm happy to relay your concerns to the mayor, but you should all be going to your neighborhood councils and like working there. And so I had oh. been to one neighborhood council meeting. And so after that, I was like, okay, cool. I got it. And so there's a neighborhood council in, in an LA neighborhood called Highland Park that passed what's basically it's like a, it's called a community impact statement. This is going to get boring, but I'm going to make it quick. And if I see <laughs> opportunities for comedy, I'm going to put them in. Okay. Literally no pressure. Okay. <laughs> but if that, I see it, I'm going to do it. Yeah. <laughs> um, <clears throat> if the neighborhood council passes a community impact statement, it has to be, you assign it to something that the city council is thinking about. And every time they bring it up, they have to go, we're going to talk about this bill and there's 12 community impact statements attached to it. And then they have to consider what the communities have weighed in with their oh. opinion on. So, so it's basically like if there's an issue they're considering, it's like all of these communities have given us statements about how they feel about right. this. Right. Like they're like, are we going to let this development pass or are we going to pass this rule for developers? Well, 10 neighborhood councils of the 96 have said that they think it's a good rule and 80 of them have said that they think it's a bad rule. And so then you can imagine what effect that might have on a city council deliberation. Yeah. Right. It's essentially voting on stuff that you don't get to vote on. Yes. It's like, if I could vote, here's how I would vote. Yeah. So um, Highland Park passed this. Uh, community impact statement about immigration that's like we think la should make it a sanctuary should declare itself a sanctuary city we think it should beef up laws that protect immigrants we think the mayor should like double down on some stuff that's already passed but not really being enforced blah blah um so highland park passed this one and so i it took like two months of very easy very slow work but mm -hmm. um i worked with a neighborhood council member from highland park one from my local one which is los files and um, this other guy who shouldn't shouldn't have brought, been brought up in the story. He doesn't matter. <laughs> but um, me and these two council members worked. And so like a couple weeks ago, I spent four and a half hours at a neighborhood council meeting. It was the last agenda item that was considered before the church whose basement they meet us they meet in kicked us out at midnight. Um, and the council passed this community impact statement by a unanimous vote. So now anytime city council considers a bunch of immigration bills that are coming up, there'll be like one more from our council. Um, and it felt, it was like, wow, it, it was so cool. It's like a minor, I mean, minuscule thing to have done, but it was like a thing to do. And so often I feel like 
I feel very powerless and pissed off these days. And so, you know, the mayor's rep was like, get community impact statements passed on the shit that you care about. Yeah. So it was cool. And the, some, then here's my landing pad with this. These things, you can, I heard there were six empty seats open in a Hollywood one. So like anyone who lives there could like join and start doing stuff. And even if not, it's like the easiest thing to infiltrate and take over if you have like two people who care about something. Wow. So, um, I don't, you know, there That's it is. That's super inspiring. Yeah. It's a thing yeah. to do. Really um, small, but really easy. Yeah. That's like, especially in cities like Los Angeles, where you feel like we are a blue dot in a blue state. Mm-hmm. Like what, like my representatives are sponsoring the bills that I would be calling them to, right. to vote yes on. Um, but so it feels like, what can we do? That's like a great answer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And even just to be like, like part of the language of the thing that I worked on was like, uh, make the things that we're already doing stronger. Yeah. So you know, like our reps yeah. are doing good stuff and we live in this democratic state, but there's still fucked up politicians in ease, Los Angeles. Is any doubt that the politicians have that it could hurt them to support these policies that are humane. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. That makes total sense. And there's fights between community, between neighborhood council members, which are the best part to watch. <laughs> there's these two in my council who have beef and they go at each other every really? meeting. <laughs> And sometimes the fights are about like the one of them will be like, okay, I just want to read a statement where I say that I want to remind everybody that civility is part of the oath that we all signed. And I want to remind us how important that is for these meetings. And then the other one will go, who is that intended for? And the the guy will go, I'm just reading it. And then the other guy will be like, take his glasses off. And then shit starts going. And we're like, we all know who it's intended for, dude. (laughs) Oh, my God. So that's pretty good, too. How often do they meet? Monthly. Monthly. Oh, that's like nothing. Yes. It's so boring that when you said that it's nothing, I made a face like, actually, it's not <laughs> nothing. It's really intense to go to. It and feels I was, like it's monthly like it takes a month. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but they have free pizza. Okay. Hey. Let, lead with that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> um, that, yeah, I'm going to look into it now. What time do they meet? That's like... They all, it's all different and different days and times and stuff, but like legit, if people in our LA are listening, they're trying to uh, like the person who started that one community impact statement about immigrants in Highland park wants like as many as possible to pass like copycat resolutions so that the city sees that the councils are talking to each other. So like, it won't be a bad thing that it's like cut and pasted. Yeah. Au contraire. So if anyone's listening to this, I'm happy to like connect you to the people. It's like I said, it's really slow and boring, but very easy. So it's just like a couple emails and. You know, it gets awesome. done. Yeah. So yeah. if anyone's listening, should they um, email you, know, you or us? Listen. Yeah, sure. <laughs> you Twitter, can email us whatever. at babygeniusespodcast.gmail.com. Yeah. We'll forward it to Zach. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Twitter, whatever. Um, all right. <laughs> I think we. it's time for expert hour. Uh, if people want to uh, listen to your music or find you online, what should they do? Oh, yeah. Um, I'm Zach Sherwin on everything. But the two that I would direct you to the most are um, Twitter and YouTube. That's where I do most of my stuff. Cool. Yeah. Well, also, you have done some work on Crazy Ex Girlfriend as well, doing yes. some songs for that. Oh, That's I true. Love that show. Yeah. Yeah. I've written I think some there, songs for them. There oh are a lot God. of Crazy Ex Girlfriend fans listening. I'm sure. Oh. Did you Did you do anything with that song, Santa Anna Wins? No. Okay. That's my I didn't favorite work song. On that one. <laughs> <laughs> I just watched that yeah. video on YouTube like every day. Oh, that's awesome. The yeah. three that I've worked on were um, I did one in the most recent season called "I'm So Maternal" or um, "So Maternal." Oh yeah, I'm so maternal. That one's I worked great. on that one, and then um, I wrote one called um, "I Give Good Parent" from the first season. <laughs> oh yeah, about bringing to Thanksgiving, and then I wrote 
um one called uh Jap Battle. Yeah, that one's so good. Right. I love that <laughs> thank one. You. That one's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Lisa just said that's so good and I said, right, instead of thank you. Thank you, Lisa. <laughs> no, I appreciate you it. Are right. <laughs> I heard Guy Branham talk about that one too on his podcast. Oh yeah. That one in particular oh, was excellent. Super flattering. Yeah. Yeah. Um thanks. And uh, thanks for bringing it up. <laughs> yeah, no problem. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, Zach Sherwin, everybody. Yay. It's time for Expert Hour. What does it mean? What does it mean? What does it mean? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. We need an expert. We need an expert. We need an expert hour. Welcome to Expert Hour. Let's introduce our, our expert this week. I'm very excited. He's here to talk to us about something that I actually thought was a myth, um, but very excited to I guess, learn about it. Yeah. Um, he's here to talk to us about paid protesting. Mm. Please welcome to the show, Winston James. Yay. Woo. Hey, guys. How's it going? Good. Um, it's great. Thank hey, you for being here. Now, uh, let's start at the beginning here. Would you please define that term for us? Like, what is paid protesting? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, paid protesting is you're just one of the, you know, many people that fill the streets uh, whenever there's some kind of, you know, televised protest stunt that's how you you fill them out like the same way that you'll see um extras in the background of uh, a movie scene a paid protester is there just to kind of uh round it out huh. uh fill up the ambiance uh you know like the look of it so i'm familiar mm. with this just mostly as like what i consider to be a conspiracy theory from like right-wing people who were trying to yeah. discredit the amount of um, unrest at the Trump administration. Yeah. But what you're telling me is that this is a real thing that happens. It is a real thing that happens. Yeah, all the time. Uh, there's message boards. The thing The thing that you're correct about is that it isn't... Um, I mean, there. there's a conspiracy that uh, anti-Trump protests are paid protests. Uh, as far as I can tell, literally any political protest you see is a paid protest. Wow. Now, can I can I ask you, like, what is your involvement with paid protesting? Like, how did you come to learn about it? And like, what's your relationship to it? Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, obviously, my lifelong passion is making memes. Um, I've <laughs> come up with a lot of great stuff. Uh, just like I, I used to just freeze frame and screenshot Muppets like whenever they were in a pose and then I would use uh, the impact font uh -huh. to put a slogan on it. Um, I did a lot of work on uh, you guys familiar with reddit.com? Yeah. yeah. So a lot of these subreddits I did pretty well on uh, the, the something awfuls. Mm -hmm. uh, Can I ask a follow up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You said obviously your passion is creating memes. When you say uh, is the obvious thing, is the shirt you're wearing all memes that you've created? Yeah, this is all memes you wow. created. Oh, yeah. Wow. So there's uh, there's Pepe, mm -hmm. and then there's uh, Pepe with a monocle and a hat. He's Jefe. Uh, that's kind of the Spanish language version of it. Oh, I see. Um, you can see that there's uh, this is this is uh, David after dentist, but wow. uh, he's 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 David after Obamacare. Oh. oh, yeah. So a lot of this is uh, the thing is, the myth is that it's just George Soros paying. Yeah, I've everybody. heard that. And he does pay really well. But I mean, I'm not partisan about this. I've worked for I mean, I'll, I'll protest. So you are a, a paid protester is what you're saying. I am a paid protester. Oh. Absolutely. This is my livelihood. Oh, wow. Oh. I am a paid protester. And I, I work for, you know, I do work for george soros but as an independent contractor like i get a 1099 i see you're Whoa. not a, you're not a company man 
No, I mean I'll work for like the Koch brothers, uh, mm. Milo, Lindsay Larouche, yeah. uh, wow. the Dakota Pipeline. Um, they paid protesters. Yeah, uh, Dakota Fanning has paid protesters. <laughs> wow. Yeah. wow! Black Lives Matter, Blue Lives Matter, All Lives Matter, um, Occupy Wall Street. Wow. Occupy Los Angeles, uh, Occupy Palestine, Food Not Bombs, Bombs Not Food, like just all kinds of organizations. There's an organization called Bombs Not Food? Bombs Not Food. <laughs> what um, is their wow. platform? <laughs> it's kind of confusing. They kind of hate corn. And so that's... Oh, it's like an ethanol thing? Yeah, but it's it, it's one guy who's got a lot of money. And, you know, it's mainly just a lot of rallies. Yeah. Yeah. I have a question. Um, yeah. Is there anything you do to change your appearance so that you're not recognized at, like, say, both a Black Lives Matter and a Blue Lives Matter protest? Yes, absolutely. Um, I have a, a series of disguises mm-hmm. that I wear. Um, I have, like, I have an eye patch that I use. Oh, that's uh, very I have a, a bunch of motorized wheelchairs that mm-hmm. I'll use to mm. kind of look, um, like, old. My model's kind of like, have you ever seen um, the movie um, Bad Grandpa? With yeah. Johnny Knoxville, that's the kind Aware of look of I go to, oh, and because cool. uh, if you're an old white guy, you can really yell almost anything you want yes. with impunity. Can I ask a follow up to Lisa's question? Yeah, is the um, so you mostly dress up as a as an old guy, but in a series of different motorized wheelchairs? Different Do you think that the wheelchairs, wheelchairs are different enough that people think it's a different guy? Well, part of it is that I I have I do cut some corners, like I have a. <laughs> I have a detachable no with a Velcro backing to it, so I can modify any sign oh, very to be the quickly. Opposite. I see. Yeah, exactly. I try to find things that are, um, you know, just just that'll work out for a lot of things. Like I have a big sign that just says emails, uh-huh. mm. and sometimes people think it's about Hillary Clinton's emails mm. and how bad they were. Sometimes people think it's commenting on the fervor for it and I, right. I i don't care either way um <laughs> i have another big sign that i'll use it just says no more <laughs> that's very uh yeah, oh, and it, yeah. Goes, useful. it goes with anybody uh <laughs> yeah do you offer different services at different price tiers i do actually that's a great question that's really yeah. good um because i mean the meme making again is actually just included with everything i haven't really found a way to monetize it yet mm. but um i've gotten a lot of like karma from that but uh yeah at the low tier levels i'm just i'm filling things up i've got a sign neutral appearance uh at the second price tier i've got uh i'll make up slogans for you and for anybody i'm gonna give this secret away to anybody who's trying to get into paid protesting you need to learn four words hey hey ho and ho (laughs) (laughs) and is that two words twice or I'm sorry to nitpick. Well, you know, I, 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 I just you, those are the four you got to have at the forefront of your mind because any anything <laughs> forefront. anything forefront. has got to go at the end of that. Okay. Yeah. All you have to do, you can cram in as many syllables as you want. Just try literally any. But does any it have subject. to rhyme at the end? Well, you just say got to go. Yeah. 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 As long as yeah. it ends oh, with great. that. Oh, great. And hey, if you do ho, ho, go. hey, hey, you can say here to stay. Great. Yeah, can you I say it. go away? You could say go away. Uh, you could say we want some mo if you're if you're oh. using the ho yeah. ending. That way you're not painted into a corner if you accidentally start it the way yeah. you didn't intend to. Yeah, and actually, if you're doing a mining protest for little people, you can actually mix that up and make it a hey ho, hey ho, hi ho. Uh, off to work, we won't go. Yeah. Or, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
So it's it's specific. pretty good, and you get you get like you know I uh, also about your price tiers. Uh, different people pay in different ways. George Soros, obviously, uh, that's just a, a regular welfare check that you get. Uh, you know, just it, it looks from government the- from the Bank of Soros. Uh, libertarian protests, they pay you in bitcoins. Of course. Okay. Um, and Jill Stein pays really well, actually. And I believe she pays people out of that election recount. Oh. oh. I was wondering what she was using yeah, that for. Yeah, the only thing that's bad is you also have to sell her merch <laughs> afterwards. Oh. And Not worth it. Yeah, it's a lot of folk music. And it's she'll only sell it on vinyl. Like, she won't even put in a download uh, code because you have to be she's able to a the didgeridoo. Yeah. Mm. So, you know, but, but the money's very good. Can, Can I get um, specific about the numbers? Uh, yes. Yeah. So, like, okay, I did the women's march, and I was kind of a premium. Uh, I was a protest captain for that. Oh wow! So I got, uh, let's see, I got my airfare to DC, and then I was making seventy five dollars an hour for wow. that march. Wow! Whoa. Damn, I did that shit and for free. That's <laughs> uh, yeah, you, well, you got your check afterwards, right? No, I was not paid. What? Yeah, yeah. Cool. I've also been to protest. You invoice unpaid. Them? No. Yeah, me too. In fact, I've been to a bunch. You free. sort of alluded before. You said your understanding is that all protests are paid. Yeah, I mean, there's some rubes that come along, like for for atmosphere and stuff. But yeah, it's uh, it's it's one of the ways that we keep our economy going. It's I believe it's the 13th largest employer in America is the the protest industry. That, if true, wow. not widely known. Yeah. And also, if true, you could say that Donald Trump is revitalizing the economy. He promised more jobs. Yeah, and here they are. Yeah, I mean, honestly, the system, the, the only thing that's difficult for me is that, uh, you know, I do have to buy all my supplies from a licensed paid protesting regional manager. Oh. So I have to get my poster board, uh, my posters, my sticks, uh, my my megaphones, all from an official paid protesting retailer. And are they are their prices competitive with with uh, with like staples the, the market? N- I, I I don't believe I, yeah. they're well because they're just higher quality products. That's yeah. why, like, you can't get poster board like that for less than you know twelve dollars a sheet. Mm. And these are huh. you know, yeah. Now, do you have like an agent and a manager? Uh, I don't. I'm an independent contractor right now. I had um, my manager actually kind of got me into the my my regional manager, not someone who represents me, but kind of got me into the game. They saw the memes. Uh, There were a lot of YouTube videos of me shouting, and they kind of thought that that was that was something that could be be used. Hmm. Um, Were you shouting political things or? No, no, I was not. Oh, what were you shouting about? Um, Well, I mean, I still make them. The most recent one is uh, We Miss You Harambe. And that's just me. Also a good sign for any occasion. We Miss You Harambe. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, No, I was actually just... um, Initially, it was just security camera footage outside of a This Country's Best Yogurt. Oh, okay. And Mm. uh, My first job, by the way. Yeah, wow. and and it at part of it I like kind of lose my voice because I'm peaking so much, but I just keep yelling at the TCBY, peaking that, on LSD, peaking. Well, uh, yes, but also kind of redlining. Oh, on, oh volume, you know what wise. I mean? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, once that went viral, I just started. That kind of became my thing to just go outside small businesses and yell at them about perceived outrages. Mm. I yeah. didn't realize that's what TCBY stood for. Mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. I. 
Wow, I I know what I'm going to say during well, what you Well, they had to change it to TCBY <laughs> because it's not actually yogurt. It's like the chicken. Oh, uh, yeah. Chicken. Yeah. yeah. You know, I just want to, if I can, it is the country's best yogurt, uh-huh. not this country's best yogurt. Oh, it's they the would country? never concede that another country's yogurt might be better. Oh, uh, I thought the well, best yogurt in the best country. Yeah, and uh-huh. for a while it was actually um, just this county's best yogurt because they <laughs> they got attacked by the Better Business Bureau. So actually, their corporate headquarters are actually in uh, I don't remember the name of the county, but it's where Death Valley is. Oh, oh wow! Yeah. yeah. Um. So that's kind of how you got your start. That's how I got my start in the the game. You know. Now, is this a competitive field? Do you have colleagues? Do you are you? Is it collaborative or is it more competitive? I would say that you see a lot of the same faces, but you need to stand out in the crowd if you're going to, you know, recruit uh, your own team, basically. Yeah. Uh, So you have to recruit your own team. Well, if I want to start getting rid of my overstock, yes. Oh, so this is kind of like a multi-level marketing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. What, What do you, what's your overstock? Posters? and uh, Well, I have a lot of Twitter bots that I need to unload right now. Oh, I mean, I tweet wow. from a lot of different accounts, obviously. But when I got involved, I had to buy uh, 24,000 Twitter bots from uh, my, my regional manager, Heather. And then I resell them to other protesters. And that's how the whole thing hmm. keeps going. Oh, so honestly, I mean, the more. So, are you? Can I ask? I'm sorry. Are yeah, yeah. you? Are you making a living right now? Um, I mean, I'm currently in low five figures of debt right now, but that's just kind of a startup cost by going pro oh, that you kind of induce. Wow. This is a. Okay. And that's, that's this why is starting you have to, to make a little bit more sense. Yeah. Well, and this is why you have to rile people up as much as possible. Is there a bonus structure? Well, there's uh, it's a complex algorithm. You get a certain amount for for uh, a retweet, um, a certain amount for every twenty five thousand YouTube impressions. Mm-hmm. Uh, the best thing I've done for that is that I used um, Parent Trap photography to film myself throwing a bucket of paint on myself wearing a fur coat. Oh, so, Parent and that trap. one I was actually paid by Sherwin Williams. So <laughs> wow. it was sort of a. Wow. Yeah, wow. you never know who's going to pay you for these protests. Here's the thing. I just, I've read a lot about multi-level marketing. I uh-huh. saw the John Oliver episode about it. Like most of these companies, they're pyramid schemes, right? Is this not a pyramid scheme? No. Have you I ever mean- drawn a picture of what the management structure looks like and did it look like a triangle? <laughs> yeah, what well, was the shape of the management structure? <laughs> well, it's like... <laughs> I mean, it's it's small at the top. What yeah. about the base? Well, it's pretty wide. There's a pretty big base. Like I mean, it's like up up above me. There's like Something. I think there's 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 probably twenty five thousand of us at this bottom level. Then there's you know roughly five hundred managers. Okay. okay, and then they've got like I don't know like forty or so direct supervisors, and then there's four executives, and then the top of the pyramid's Betsy twenty five thousand. Oh shit! So, oh man, she's she's just kind of running this whole thing. Winston, this is uh, this yeah. is sounding this is sounding worse and worse. Pretty, but I mean, uh, that's why Egyptian. you got to get out there and become more politically active, everybody. 
Oh, so are you here to recruit people to your team? Is I, that what this is I about? mean, I'm just here to try to inspire people to become politically active. And, you know, if you go to to um, paid, paidprotester.org slash Winston underscore Smith underscore 69, uh, mm-hmm. you can learn more information. And if you it, really want to buy like like markers or... Can One of I, those like gas mask kind of black block things. Can I commend you? It's so cool. Even though your name is Winston James, I love the uh-huh. 1984 illusion of Winston Smith. Winston that's James a really cool, 69 was taken. A cool twist. Oh. <laughs> so that's why you just. <laughs> There's a lot of people kind of at my level right now. Yeah. But you know, mm-hmm. you can get, um, if you sign up today, I'll send one of those circles with a line through it. You oh. can put on any oh. like on the Ghostbusters yeah. logo, but you you basically double your signs. Oh yeah, yeah. I made it when I was protesting the the new Ghostbusters movie. <laughs> oh wow! Where nice. did that protest take place? Uh, it was at a. It was outside one of the last uh, freestanding blockbuster locations. Wow! We were actually protesting the DVD release. Oh, oh, wow! That was pro bono. I just. Yeah, that was something that you actually cared about. I don't think women should about. bust ghosts. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's kind of um, my well, political so that's issue. The one... That and age of consent laws. Those mm. are the only things Ooh. that I'm... Do oh. you think they should be higher? Yeah, way higher. Oh, oh okay. Ooh. Right. <laughs> how much Just higher? Give people time to be ready. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Like, how old do you have to be to rent a car? That's not like, Yeah. So, so isn't the body the ultimate driving machine? <laughs> That's a great point. Yeah. You I'll just can I I'm sorry to make a personal remark about you yeah. but you're a confusing mix of really <laughs> sharp and also really oblivious about some important things. Thank you and I'm confused. <laughs> so Now, can we just talk about like the nuts and bolts of actual protesting? I mean, mm-hmm. like we've talked about the financial aspect. We've talked right. about one word in your two-word bio, but let's oh, yeah. talk about the other word. For people who want to know about just protesting in general, do you have any basic tips for them um yeah i mean find uh a manager that you can trust don't rush into getting an agent right away (laughs) um just make sure that you Mm. go to a couple of protests kind of figure out what your thing is like Uh rent a megaphone to start out oh don't don't invest buy it right away until you find like a regional distributor that you can trust okay um let's see uh if you if you Oh, any structure, we're here, we're a word that rhymes with here, and then you just say, get used to it. Okay. Just for we're any here. subject, that'll work. I mean, I've heard that with queer, but I don't know if there are any yeah. other words that... Um, spear? Sp- well... We're here, uh, we're sheer. Yeah. Oh. Uh, we drink beer. A ghost protest. Um, <laughs> we're here, no musketeers. Um, get used to it. Get used to it. Every yeah. time it's you got to be like in your face. Yeah. Get used to it. Or no. any questions. Yeah. Or um. Yeah. Talk to the hand like at the end. Uh. uh but it works in Spanish too because you can be like, uh, estamos aquí, somos gay, <laughs> vamos andale, and that kind of works. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Yeah. That can, one didn't rhyme as much, but yeah. It did. Oh yeah. Well, it it was, it, a, it was a it, it was, was an a different a, kind of it was rhyme. an A B B rhyme versus an A A B rhyme. I'm not really that good. At you like that, Zach? I love it. Okay. <laughs> Lighten up like a Christmas tree. Um, can 
can I run a protest sign that I once made and used by you and get okay. your pro feedback? Okay, great. Oh, that's a great. Okay, um, I attended a march and um, my sign said, boo Trump. And then on the next line, it said, boot rump. And there was like a foot going Ooh. towards a butt. To <laughs> that's uh-huh. good. It, it, I, I, expected to, I expected a lot of attaboys at the protest. Yeah. And I won't say now. Nah, I'll, I'll let you weigh in, and then I'll tell you what it was like when I oh, took okay. it out. Okay. So, so you had you had a butt on it. I drew a butt. Yes. Yeah, so that means you're kind of kind of limit your exposure in your your family uh, television oh. stations. Like you're not going to be able to get in the background on the 700 Club, for example. And it it was anatomically correct and like spread open and stuff. Oh, spread wow. open. So it was it was almost like like that, <laughs> that goat. So you could thing? see the asshole. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so you get, that was I, important. I say <laughs> anus, but okay. Yeah, I get it. Um, but uh, Let's keep it 700. I would Club. say I would say that. I mean that's that's the right kind of wordplay, but I would think that unless you're getting some money from like Timberlands or the boot industry, I would go in a different direction that you could monetize more. Mm. Interesting. And now, what was the response to that sign in real life? Nobody gave me any attaboys. Oh wow! Aww. I was really expecting some loving, but then afterwards, I felt a little guilty for like um, centering myself in such a way and my cleverness. I was like, <laughs> oh, "Do yeah. your comedy on stage. It doesn't need to be at a protest for a thing that's not about you." That's my yeah. problem with protest too. I always want my sign to like stick out and be clever. Yeah, yeah. you hate. Other, you don't <laughs> want to get in a rivalry with the other protest signs because even though you are absolutely in cutthroat competition with them for every protest dollar. If you think like that, it'll just, it'll just eat you up inside. Yeah. Yeah. It does eat. Oh, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. It it does kind of steam me a little bit. I get a little steamed when I see like people like getting love for signs that they didn't come up with. Yeah. Like I'll see reproduced signs and like, you know, someone else will be pointing to it and laughing or taking a picture of it. And I'm like, it's, it's like you, it's like you retweeted, or right. you, you rewrote someone's tweet, or, or like saying, <laughs> but like, yeah, or you baby, posted a screenshot Austin of their voice. tweet and cut their yeah, handle yeah. out of you it. Fat Judith. I mean, that's why every time I make a protest sign, I then I immediately mail it to myself by registered mail. And that means God, this wow. is see, this is the He's goal. A professional. This is, this is, I these spend are the roughly seven hundred and fifty dollars a month on registered mail postage. Protests are pretty protests. Wow. heavy with the stick. So again, this is where the five figure debt comes in. Yeah, you know, Oof. but it's a career. You know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of people who are here and are like, oh, I'm going to protest after the election. Oh, I'm going to protest because uh. I'm not about abortion rights or whatever. It's like, this is, I want to be protesting no matter what happens. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. I'll be, I'll be open carrying outside of Planned Parenthood, but escorting people in there with a sign about U.S. economic policy in NAFTA. Yeah, and Oof. and everyone will be as confused as you are. Yeah, I mean, I'm personally like a gas station that also has zip cars and like a charging station <laughs> and like discount cigarettes. Just the human equivalent of that. Yes. Well, we have to go. We we have to go. Um, if people want to find out more about you and your work, is or to hire you for a protest, where can they? How how can they find? You? Uh, you want to just go to my subreddit, reddit.com r slash Winston underscore James underscore 420. Okay. Uh, that was the only one available that was close to my name. And, okay. Uh, that's where the memes go out. And right. uh, you can sign up for my affiliate link there. And just to save people time, are there any protests you won't do? Yeah, I mm. won't. Uh, I won't do anything that's about saving the whales. 
Oh, really? I hate whales. They're <laughs> large. Uh, they're fat. And I think that they should have some pride in themselves and slim down and Whoa, stop eating. That is a, wow, wow. I did not with that. I don't want to Look, I'm, I have my principles. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> age of consent to 25. That's exactly what my trainer said to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, age of consent Very up offensive. to 25 worldwide. No more whales. Wow. All right. Wow. Yeah. Well, hey. uh, Winston James, thank you for being on the show. It's time now for What Did I Learn? What did I learn? Lisa, what did you learn today? I didn't learn anything. <laughs> I didn't learn anything. All right. <laughs> Not a even, single thing. Even from Zach? No. No, I, I did. <laughs> I also, I should listen back over it later to relearn it. <laughs> it takes a while for that stuff to sink in. Um, Zach, what did you learn today? I learned about um, Ben Chunch. Yeah. Yeah. Is that a real thing that exists? So yeah. He's a pony. His name started out Ben Chunch, but now it's Ben Chunch, all one word. Huh. We don't know why. That's in real life. That's in real life. Yeah. He belongs to Martha Stewart. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Because his I looked at his Twitter while oh, this that, was happening, and it's all you. Yeah. That was that. It's not my Twitter account. I didn't create it. I don't know who did, but oh. whoever they did, they retweet you. Yeah. Yeah. They, they created it after. I see. Our show segment started. And yeah. one last thing I'd like to learn. What is it called when the A and the E are yeah, conjoined? I believe it's conjoined. called an ash. Oh my I have a tattoo God. of it. Yeah. <laughs> Emily has a tattoo of the exact thing. Yeah. That was an amazing ash. reveal. Wow. <laughs> you guys don't know that that's true, but it is. Uh, <laughs> it's like you planted a seed and the tree sprouted right at that exact moment. Yeah. Also, it may have separate meaning for you in your own life. <laughs> um, Winston, what did you learn today? Um, I learned about um, neighborhood council meetings. Like, how long do you think you have to be there? to eat like three or four pieces of pizza um <laughs> i think you could probably 40 call it 15 minutes per piece okay is it good pizza? and do you think i could hit a couple councils in one night yeah i think you could <laughs> do are we talking like hot and there's 96 of them like <laughs> <laughs> what, what's the question is it like a hot and ready thing or are we talking the premium stuff oh like big mama and papa's or, or whatever it's called okay oh wow all right cool. okay yeah. i'll check that out that yeah there's, there's probably it's i think there might be three Happening in the city per night. So you could probably. Yes. <laughs> All right. And uh, I had a thing that I said I was going to say in this segment and I forget what it was. <laughs> oh. You but learned you learned it briefly. And refer then it, to earlier in the episode. <laughs> when Emily learned something. <laughs> um, I want to briefly describe some butts. Yes, please. Yes. Uh, we got some butt pics. One of them has underwear with uh, comics on it. Nice undies. <laughs> One yeah. of them is pink underwear with a hamburger temporary tattoo on the lower back. Yeah. One of them is a guy kissing his girlfriend's butt, and it's like a little bit too much of his face and not as much of the butt. That mm. one I was like slightly concerned whether or not she knew that he was sending it. I, I hope think, so. I think she did. That one's a little weird. Not, and I think the guy knows it's a little yeah. weird. But <laughs> I'll, but like, I'll much appreciate it. it if it's consensual. Yeah, I hope so. Um, and then another one was a sunburned butt. She laid out in the sun, hung over after a naked bike ride. Yeah. Um, which I love that. I love like a tan line on a butt. Looks great. Um, thanks guys you can send us more butt pics at babygeniusespodcast at gmail.com follow us on twitter I'm at Mr. Emily Heller I'm at Lisa Draws rate us five stars on iTunes and, and goodbye, goodbye. Baby <laughs>
How large are your breasts? How large are your breasts? We used to prank call the Kentucky Fried Chicken and ask, How large are your breasts? I was chilling at my house with my friend Aaron Cooper, both of us enormously bored at home, so of course we were horsing around on my family's old-school Panasonic cordless phone. We were 13 and 12, just the right ages, to call every KFC in the white pages and have ourselves a giggle fest while we asked, how large are your big old breasts? Now it was Coop's turn to place the next prank call, but boy did he mess it up, the prank tanked, y'all, because when he pressed talk at that exact second, my mom called home from work to check a check in. The timing was the damnedest thing, because the phone didn't even have the chance to ring. So as far as Coop knew, he was placing a call. He didn't realize he was answering. Now when Coop put his ear to the phone, did he hear a dial tone? No, you guessed correctly. I mean, there was somebody on the other end, but he hadn't dialed any numbers yet. So unless we kept a hotline that connected directly, how could he be talking to the KFC? Mighty perplexed he was, and so flustered it made him that he screwed up the joke. Here's how it went verbatim. Coop. Hello? My mom. Hello? Coop. Uh, do you have young breasts? My mom. Aaron? Is that you? Coop. Please don't tell my parents. Click. Mugs, shirts, stickers, patches, tanks, and more are yours for the purchasing at MaxFunStore.com. Hey, you already love the podcasts, so why not take this to the next level and outfit your home and bod with our merch? MaxFunStore.com. Because if you have to wear a shirt, it should be one of ours. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.